Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Witch hunt. Fishing expedition. Fake news. Yeah, take your uh, talking point. Whichever way you want it, because it's being spun. And uh, the liberals have gone kind of from, we didn't direct her, to she should have come to me, to I'm puzzled. Then it was, you know, she's difficult to work with. And, you know, then as of yesterday, we're to believe that Jody Wilson-Raybould is simply incompetent. And now today, apparently, it's because she didn't speak proper French. Albeit that. I continue to be puzzled. Clearly, forever. That's just your state, permanently. But nonetheless, I mean, we're talking one of the highest ministers, formerly, uh, in Trudeau's cabinet, you know, ushered in with such fanfare. We're to believe now is difficult, bitchy, dumb, whatever. And I don't know. I don't know who's developed this political strategy. It's the one of the weirdest I think we've ever seen in dealing in in what can only be called a, a cover up. Um, and it's being led by either Trudeau's children or a very incompetent team. But there has to be growing concern within that party because there was an emergency meeting held last night by Trudeau, uh, who is said to be trying to calm nerves. But, you know, if they don't get their crap together, he could very well face a caucus revolt if they can't contain what they are trying to cover up. I want to bring Dan McTague into this conversation. Normally we talk gas prices with him, but tonight we're talking politics because he was a former liberal MP with this party, but not this party. Hello, Dan. Uh, hello, Alex. You're a different type of liberal, but you certainly um, have to be talking to an awful lot of people about uh, what might be going on behind the scenes. Well, look, I still have a lot of friends uh, who are senators and who are uh, who are uh, members of parliament, and uh, many of them are liberals. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I think the uh, uh, the mood I think has changed certainly among those that I have spoken to. I mean, both those who are not liberals and those who within the party uh, have some pretty tough days ahead of themselves uh, and for reasons that have very little to do with anything they've done. These are, in many respects, very good, uh, very solid, hardworking people, but uh, the circumstances uh, that are unfolding now are coming fast and furious and uh, don't seem to be, for most of them anyway, by some of the conversations I've had, uh, the the mood has changed, the public mood has changed, and uh, they're uh, position within the party has also changed in the sense that they have become far more cynical and far more concerned about uh, the future direction of the party at a time when uh, they are facing an election in, what, uh, seven, eight months? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think for a lot of members of parliament, I mean, at the end of my career, I was dealing with the sponsorship scandal and the Gomery inquiry, knowing full well none of us had really much to do with it directly. Uh, and of course, uh, as it turned out, uh, uh, you know, lower-level officials had a lot to do with it. Um, but nevertheless, the damage was done, and there are things where you can act uh, out of commission uh, or you can act out of omission. And in this case, I think many uh, perhaps feel that uh, the situation is un- that is unfolding before them uh, is something that is completely out of their control. What they can control and what they have concerns about, I suspect, is the uh, high level of 
uh, of uh, inflexibility by a prime minister who has had a caucus that, uh, for which there has been very little in the way of any uh, any ability to speak out on any issue before this. And certainly now the opportunity comes for some caucus members to say enough is enough. We've been kept silent. Uh, you've kept us in a cookie jar for the past three years. Uh, we are, sort of, sort of say, but someone actually raised it uh, a few days ago. You know, uh, nobody's 50 feet away from the House of Commons, uh, which is an expression his father had made many years ago. Many of them since, and uh, in, in very frustratingly, with great careers and great backgrounds, that it's maybe time to either move on or uh, or resist. Right. I mean, look... It- Country has to come before party, and I don't care what party you're in. So I would have to think that some of them in that party, whether they're caucus or cabinet members, have got to be thinking, I'm going to wear this if I stick around. So would that be going on behind the scenes of who's staying, who's going? I mean, how um, how close or how, how, how do you characterize whether or not there'd be a caucus revolt? I mean, is, is Mr. Trudeau vulnerable to that? Well, I think he is, but I think it's uh, really a train wreck coming in very slow motion. Uh, and the longer, I mean, there's no doubt that they're going to try to rag the puck. They're not going to do, uh, you know, what I suspect was the right thing to do at the time, uh, Paul Martin, and uh, immediately open this up to a judicial inquiry. The last thing they want to do is to open this wide, and they may be stealing a page from my former leader, uh, Jean Chrétien, which is to say, you know, rope-a-dope it. Hank, take the hits, take the punches, mm-hmm. but hold on and hold on tight. Yeah, but that was a different time. I mean, Mr. Chrétien did not live in a 24-7 news cycle. I mean, social media has changed that. It has, but I think for a lot of people who watch social media or involved with social media, this may not have had that impact yet. And I think you're still going to find, uh, you know, and I don't expect this to be the, the, the litmus test, but you're still going to find polls out there just maybe this time next week saying, eh, you know, not much damage. And look at what's happened in Quebec. The uh, You know, they are rallying around the... Uh, SNC-Lavalin. Uh, you know, as long as you win Ontario and Quebec uh, and a whole lot of the seats you normally get in the Maritimes, you're you're doing just fine. I, I'm not saying that that's the strategy, but certainly uh, there is going to have to be a lot more damage done to the Trudeau name in order to take the rest of the Liberals down. And this is where it becomes very important to understand how Mr. Trudeau got elected. Uh, you know, there was a time, uh, and certainly my demise as a member of Parliament for six terms happened because the Liberal brand took a major hit. Uh, and the only way in which it came back was under the Trudeau name. So you have, short of Trudeau, you have some really nice, great people, but no big profiles. They haven't allowed a second generation, new group to take over, saving except perhaps uh, Christiana Freeland. Uh, perhaps uh, we could argue uh, that some of the ministers have performed very well, some backbenchers. But it's not like it was mm-hmm. 10, 15 no, years ago yeah. when members of parliament could distinguish themselves because they were members of parliament and didn't have to be cabinet ministers and didn't need the consent or the nod of the prime minister to uh, to create uh, a good reputation for the work that they were doing. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the one problem they're having, and I don't know who's running the war room, I suspect that Jerry Butts is probably trying to control this thing, but they're they're all over the place with what they're saying. Their messaging is all over the place. You know, even tonight, Anthony uh, Housefather, who is the uh, the lead on the Justice Committee, and, and he appears to be a nice guy, and I think he's got a lot of respect, uh, bipartisan respect, but, you know, and now he's saying, he went on record saying, well, you know, maybe it's because she didn't speak French that she's out. I mean, every day it's another reason why Jody, Ra- you know, Wilson-Raybould uh, may have left, when really... All they have to do is let her talk. He's the guy that could let her talk, and he has decided not to. And and if he's such a nice guy and such an honorable guy, because that's what you hear, well, he's such an honorable, then do the honorable <laughs> thing. Have an investigation. 
I go back long enough uh, working for the Liberal Party back to the 78 election. Ron Bastard was our Justice Minister, didn't speak a word of French. Mark mm-hmm. McGuigan, yeah, he tried, wasn't very good. Look, that's not, uh, that's simply not a, uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's a ruse. Uh, I speak French, tons of it. In fact, it's my mother tongue. Uh, that didn't get me uh, to be the Justice Minister in any of the governments. So, I mean, work it the other way. They're running out of excuses, and I think as of next week when the House resumes, they will be running out of time. Um, you really have to look at the parliamentary cycle here. You have pretty much uh, part of March, uh, part of April. Uh, by the end of May, you're into a federal election. Mm-hmm. And with this hanging over them, along with the Norman case, which no one really knows anything about, but has similar... I think that's, by the way, the bigger story. I, I well, think that's being buried. But I mean, but look, that thing could go off the rails. And, and if Mark Norman, uh, you know, finds himself uh, with the charges dropped, he's going to sue. He, and rightfully so, would sue the government for way more than Cotter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's true. But in this case, I don't think Canadians really understand no, what that's yeah. all about. And, yeah. it, and it will take a lot more than that. But if if the connection is made that there has been, uh, you know, something untoward that has really made this case a lot murkier. Like weaponized the justice system to take Absolutely. out someone. Yeah, because that's what that's what the allegation is, that they weaponized ju- the justice system to go after him. Well, however they've decided to do this, it's 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 a calculation that has utterly failed. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, I can be disparaging or I can be very gracious, but I think when you have the beeline, uh, you know, as your your team, uh, and you've you've jettisoned all of the experienced uh, former, current, past liberal uh, workers. I mean, you know, many of us come from the days of Keith Davy, of the Rainmaker. Many mm-hmm. of us, you know, have many years of experience. We were basically told in 2015, take a hike. Yeah. And we have taken a hike. We're, we're gone. And what's left of the party, I think, is that, yeah, this may be sort of, uh, you know, uh, death by a thousand cuts or, you know, uh, you know the hard knocks of school of experience uh, is, 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 is a fool's teacher. But the reality is, I think, for the Liberal Party is that not realizing when it really takes, uh, you know, you need to bring in people who have been down this road before. No one's volunteering. This party is, right. uh, is in big trouble and it knows it. Right. And that, that's because they alienate. I mean, I have to think that more senior liberals like the, the liberals of your generation have to be horrified by this. I mean, not not that there were there. Every every government has scandal. That's fine. But they yeah. they can't be too happy with what what they're watching. They were marginalized. Yeah. You know, when Chuck Hattie took over, he brought in Mitchell Sharp. And I mean, a lot of people are going to forget that guy, the finance minister from a generation past. What he was signaling is that he's going to bring in the new and he's going to work with those of experience, and he's also going to bring in the previous generation that has, you know, that kind of uh, experience, that institutional experience that you is so valuable in these kind of times. And you know, uh, the fact is that the Liberal Party big tent has turned out to be a pup tent. Yeah. And in the process, we now see what's what's about to unfold, and that's uh, no one no one willing to help this guy. And it looks like, uh, if anything. The uh, the missiles are directly headed towards the prime minister's office, which could take out the prime minister himself. Yeah, I mean, we're all assuming nothing else is coming when we all know something is coming. Uh, just before I let you go off uh, and enjoy your Valentine's evening, I would be uh, really at a loss if I did not ask you about the gas prices, because I know that they are spiking uh, as of midnight and they're not coming back down. Well, they're not. Um, we've seen uh, the refiners here in Ontario and Quebec uh, finally stop the fire sale. Uh, they've been selling gasoline at uh, six cent discounts from the norm, uh, and of course uh, that's leading to a seven cent a liter increase across all of Ontario. Quebec will see the same, but with six cents uh, within the next 24 to 48 hours. But we're also going to see another two cent a liter in- uh, increase come Saturday. So, you know, Alex, you and I spoke about this back uh, oh, well over a month ago. Uh, the days of extreme volatility are at hand. I predicted this would be a kind of a 
uh, an odd year in the sense that uh, we could see prices move up and down very rapidly. Uh, this is just more of a symptom of the bigger uh, uh, problem that we're going to face for the rest of the year, and it's going to be hard to explain to people why prices are going to spike to levels that we haven't seen since 2014. Yeah, so fill up tonight. All right, Dan, Absolutely. thank you uh, so much for joining us. I appreciate you sharing your Always time. Always a pleasure. Happy St. Valentine's. Cheers. Yeah, yes, you as well. That's uh, Dan McTagg, who we've come to know as the uh, petroleum analyst over at GasBuddy.com. Uh, However, he's got uh, a wealth of knowledge because of his experience in uh, politics. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.